Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys with your two best friends on planet Earth. My name is Do Jeff. you believe now? My Dion voice. Do you believe now? I think you're, I think, I don't think people are responding to this game the way that you think people are responding to this game. Hi, I'm Jeff. That's former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. Jesse, I'm going to knock business out of the way, if you don't mind. Do you we're, think? We're presented by our friends at Bet Online. I don't know if you guys knew that. You probably figured that out by now. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, okay? Do that. Bet Online, number one destination for all sports wagering info. You got your, obviously, NFL cruising along, NBA, NHL, all these different things, up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, predictions. It's all at Bet Online. Your top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. So get on there. Use the promo code BLEAV, believe, and you get 50% sign up bonus. Okay. I kind of, I, I felt, I feel the way that you just did your Dion coming out of that game where, because um, I, I understand how the NFL works and that sometimes it's harder than you think it's going to be. And sometimes it's easier than you think it's going to be. And sometimes you get a little spoiled and think you're going to beat everybody by 100 points. Uh, I'm just going to say there are things to talk about, but hey, dub. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a perfect game. There are, I mean, we trust me, we can be an hour, an hour and a half of all the things to talk about. But I want people to sometimes, and I, and I try to do my very best to give you player perspective without giving you the you never played type feeling to the situation. Don't you the, dare. The first thing I want people to understand, and, and this is for both teams, this is the third game in 12 days. Like, this is the third game in 12 days. I, I, I don't know any other way to explain what that feels like, but I, I always use fender benders. I always say if you were in a fender bender, if you were in a 20-mile-an-hour fender bender, 15, 20-mile-an-hour fender bender, you're, and you went to the doctor. Your doctor would tell you no physical activities for three to four weeks. That's an NFL rep. You should also call Frankel and Frankel immediately. 214-333-3333 if you're in a wreck. That's, that's a plug. Um, 97 won the freak. is uh, They're a great partner of ours. They'll take care of you. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's the only way I can put it. And they do that 60, 70 times. Right. And then you do it and then you don't even get a week's worth of rest. You get four days and then you don't even get a, another week's worth of rest. You get a, you get a couple days because you got to still go back to practice where you're still doing the physical movement. Your body hasn't had a chance to fully um, heal and recover. It, you, you take your things to physical torment. Now, I'm not asking for sympathy. I'm asking for understanding to to know that what the body has to go through for three games in 12 days. it's it, You're not supposed to do that to your body. So, yeah, you know, there were some things that could have been much better in that football game. But like you said, it is hard to win in the National Football League. And despite what the record may be for a team like Seattle, it's a good football team. It's an above-average football team with some damn good playmakers, man. And when you're in this league, you saw DK Metcalf. Like, DK Metcalf is not uh, 
he's human, but he's not human. Right when you if, if if a regular human being stood, I'm six foot three since thirty years, and if I stood next to I'm DK, sorry, you heard what I said. Okay. If I stood next to DK Metcalf, he'd make me look small, and yeah. I'd make regular human beings look small. So if, if like put that into perspective, um, he's he's bigger than your biggest defender. He's faster than your fastest defender, and he can take he can take the ball at any spot on the field. Slant hitches post digs, whatever, and go to the house. And you saw that. And they they, they have those level of players. And, and Geno Smith's not a bum. He's a decent quarterback. You know, and, and, and I said this prior to this game, what Geno shows up. Well, you have you have the, you know, 70-30. Is the 30% Geno going to show up or the 70% Geno show up? I think last night the OC and Geno Smith, the, the good ones showed up for a large majority of that game. Oh, I thought Geno looked great. I mean, the end – the end game was hilarious, um, but I thought Gino played great. Dak played great. The best three players on the field might have been Dak, Gino, and DK Metcalf. And we could do the Dak thing and go round and round if we want to. But if you watch that game, and if you are one of the people who decided five years ago you hate Dak or whatever, and you can't get it into your mind that uh, he's really good and he's playing the best football of his career and he's slap in the middle of an MVP conversation, then I can't help you with sports. Um, like that dude is balling his ass off. But I do want to go back to like, you beat the Seahawks by six. You had to win a shootout. Your defense played like crap. And just to the point that things happen in the NFL and you don't get free wins, you don't get to win by a hundred all the time. Um, I'm just going to pull up a random different team schedule. The Vikings aren't going to feel bad or apologize that they beat the Patriots by five. They don't feel bad or apologize that they beat the Vikings by six. They don't feel bad or apologize that it took overtime to beat the Commanders by a field goal or that they beat the Commanders in a different one-score game or that they beat the Cowboys by five and it was close. Like Those are a bunch of okay or bad teams that a team that the negative Cowboy fan is going to look at and say, well, look at what we did against Seattle. We can't beat the Eagles this week. That would be like looking at the Eagles' entire schedule and saying the Cowboys are going to beat them by 100 because it took overtime to beat the Commanders. And the other time they played them, they only beat them by a touchdown. We beat them by 100. We're way better than them. It's okay to just take your win in the NFL and go, hot damn, got out of there. Like that. The Eagles have done it all year. They got out of there with a win, and they yeah. stacked them up. Uh, I thought it was really fun last night. I did too. I've turned a corner in my sports watching, I think. Okay, let me hear. What corner did you? But just that it can be like the realization as an old man now that like if you end up after a sporting event, and it probably becomes more challenging if you're online a lot or if you're watching with friends and drinking because you end up mad if you lose or if if it's not uh, like a blowout and you don't kick somebody's ass. It's okay to just enjoy watching sports. I was having a great time the whole time. I kept asking Twitter, "How are we feeling now? You guys feeling? Are you having fun yet?" And every answer was no. Yeah, Every I, answer was no, and I'm just like, damn, nobody actually enjoys watching the sport. You just want your team to win, and if they don't, it's all bad. Yeah, it's and, unfortunate. And listen, I, I try to make, I try to do my very best to be objective in anything that I do, but I'm like you. I like, I love football. I don't give a damn who's playing it, right? I cheer for the Cowboys. I'm a part, I am a Cowboy, but I watched that game last night, and I'm like, it's a damn good football game with some damn good players making some damn good plays on both sides of the ball. Do I want the Cowboys to have the winning victory and the outcome? Sure. I'd rather, gain, I'd rather as, a, as, a, as, a, as a person who is a lover, a connoisseur of the game, of the, of the pure essence of the game, 
give me those games than the 40-point blowout. Like, that to me was special. Like, you saw in those moments, you saw dudes who have special talent. And you saw it on display at the highest level, right? Like, you saw a guy like Deron Bland who got worked last night. But you you go back and you watch his interception, and it is one of the prettiest things you'll ever see. I mean, just from his stem, his steps, his read, his break, and then to go and catch the football, right? You watch plays like what DK Metcalf made or when Geno Smith was, you know, throwing passes or when Dak was, was throwing, uh, you know, lasers and Ferg. And, I mean, you just watch some of that stuff happen, and you're just like, Damn, this this is what I fell in love with. Can, can I do one of these for me? For me? Can I do oh, for you for me? For a minute. Okay, go ahead. Yes, um, a lot of these games I've been I haven't been on. Uh, I hadn't been online. I hadn't been messing around on Twitter or anything during the games. But this one I did because I had it downloaded. I downloaded Twitter back on my phone for something, and so I had it, and so I was on it the whole time. And at halftime, I'd like to shout out to uh, Jeff Kavanaugh for a defensive plan to come out in the second half and switch things up. And I was like, you know, I know it's hard in the NFL to follow wide receivers because uh, you can do so many different things before the snap to make it hard and route combinations, et cetera. But I was like, I would I would let Stephon Gilmore go deal with that giant, and I would let Deron Bland deal with smaller wide receivers. And in the second half, well, I tell you what, on back-to-back plays, watching Stephon Gilmore on the wrong side of the field. What's he doing over there? Yeah. Oh, he's following DK Metcalf incomplete. Oh, Deron Bland, who'd he pick that off on? Was that DK? No, it was not. They were following right after I told them to. So I'd like to uh, thank Dan Quinn for having a, a burner account. Follow me on Twitter. And the notifications. But I didn't think they would really do it just because when you haven't done something all year, but it was like that was just emergency situation. I just thought Deron Bland is and i don't know if deron bland technically is even smaller than stefan gilmore like i think they're both probably about six foot 190 or whatever but it just it was like no you let the old man go tussle with that big son of a bitch because i'm watching deron bland thinking that he's in position and thinking he's gonna make plays and this big old son of a bitch is just like no you're not and it's like okay go get go get your dad Put get dad on him, and you go mess with the other little people. And I'll be damned. They did it, and that got the defensive turnaround going. Is that Dan Quinn did something they haven't done all year, and it was Stephon Gilmore and Deron Bland on the wrong side of the field for each play they made because they were like, "No, damn this. This one ain't working. We're gonna try something a little different." And that goes back to my point. So kudos to you, paddle it back to you, Jeff Kavanaugh, for putting that out there in the atmosphere and for Dan Quinn to be on his burner account and, and checking things out and, and adapting to that thing. But that goes back to the essence of it, right? There was because you have guys, one, you have guys who have egos and go, nah, I'm just me, just just me. I'm him. Leave me over here. Let me let me get it. And you get cooked for 200 more yards. But there was a there was no egos. There there weren't like guys like you know fighting about it. And the ability, and, and I think people don't understand this as well. When you're used to playing a side, like your technique gets stronger with you playing on that side. And then when you have to flip and go play a completely different side, like that that to me is just like that shows the level of of just pure athleticism and knowledge and no egos and just being able to go out there and say, Coach, what do you need? If this is going to help us, if this is going to help us, 
Not, not if it's going to make me look bad or if it's going to make me look like I couldn't handle a dude or whatever it may be. If this is going to give us, the team, the defense, a better opportunity of winning this game, we can, we can let's do it. We, we can figure out the rest of the stuff next week. But if this is going to help us win, and, and, and those are the things when you start looking at what is the makeup of this team, does this team have all the little um, – the little pieces that you that you look for in a championship championship squad, it's things like that. It's things like that that you go and say, "Wow!" In that game, egos were put to the side, pride was put to the side, feelings put to the side for the betterment of us winning a game in, in a critical moment. Because honestly, you lose to the Seahawks, and your your whatever fight that you thought that you had for winning the division and trying to get a home playoff game. I mean, it ain't, it ain't gonna happen anyway. Yeah, I know. But, but I'm just saying. But, but 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 feeling good, feeling good for another week is great. And winning out would be great. That price still wouldn't be enough. But we'll see. Uh, can I tell you one of my favorite things of this entire game is over the course of it. You can correct me if you disagree because you played in the NFL and I'm the greatest receiver in the history of Abilene Christian University <laughs> to never record an official statistic. But I feel like in the NFL, you have more attitude and dogs. Jesse Holly, dog, 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 um, on defense than you do on offense. And watching Jake Ferguson declare himself dog was awesome. When it's Jamal Adams, and it was, I forgot, there was other dudes too, because Jake like went from this dude to this dude to Jamal Adams. It was just like, it don't matter. Like, every one of you could get some, to the point where my theory on dog versus dog showdown is the first one that does something physical lost the dog off. Because Jake was perfectly happy, nose to nose, like, and what, and what, and what. And Jamal had to go, and do a little (laughs) flick at his face, because he got out-dogged. And then Dak, when he had his one of his runs, and he got up and he's doing a ah, ah. right at Tariq Woolen. <laughs> I was just like, okay, okay, this offense is here for it. And I don't think that's always the case. And watching Jake Ferguson declare himself that yes, I am, I have to learn to use young people phrases like, I don't know if I'm about that life is still happening. Or if sure. I want the smoke is still happening. Yeah, sure. Or I am him is still happening. Yeah. But those things, watching Jake Ferguson and Dak display them, I was just like, hell yes. You're used to seeing defense players talk crap. And they're like, okay, well, come get some. And then to watch Jake score on Jamal Adams and watch Jamal Adams, he wouldn't even look at him. Just like... <laughs> And you know why? Because Jamal Adams is still calling himself a safety. He hadn't been able to cover for a decade. I heard Richard Sherman every game. Jamal's got to make that play. Jamal can't cover me. You were one of, a pass rusher. You were one of those people that wanted Jamal Adams here. When he left. No, I was not. I said Jamal <laughs> Adams is literally a pass rusher. That man is a six foot. Now he's probably 250. He looks kind of girthy. That man is listed as a safety. He's trash. And he's actually, he should be listed as blitz man. Yeah. Like that's that's the job he does. You know? But anyway, um, that's all. I enjoyed the dogs. No, that was no. It, it was a perfect display of dogism across the board for the you know for 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 the for the offense and 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 yeah, like because even it, that game felt like 
like I, I they came a point in time in that game where I think even the defense knew it was like, oh, they gotta carry us today. Like we just we just don't got it. We we just don't. And, and I remember last week, and I, I don't want to bring this team up, but I, but it, it, it correlates. Um, there was a clip out of Brandon Graham at the end of that Buffalo game. And he's like rushing to, to the field goal. But the whole time he's talking about, man, we got Jalen Hurts. We got Jalen Hurts, right? And he goes in the sideline. He's like, man, y'all don't know. We got we got one. We got one. We, we got him, right? And after the game, you later found out that Dak had that similar – because I'm like, I remember when I saw that clip and I sent it to my guys when hanging with the boys and I said, this says a lot about what they believe in him. And I'm like, we have that. And I'm like, we have that. This team believes in four like that. And last night was that moment, right? Like that last night for them was one of those moments where you look around and you're saying an entire side of the ball just doesn't have it. They just don't. They just don't have it for whatever. And it happens. Just don't have it. And you go, don't worry. I got you. I got you. I, I, no, 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 no. You just make one stop. Make one stop, and I got you. And well, that you was, don't at least leave me like 45 seconds so I can go try to save us again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 that was like that was a moment when you go back and you look at, you know, and I don't and I don't know who's gonna win the MVP, but you always talk about in college football, you talk about what was their Heisman moment. And up to this point, 12 games into the season, that was it. Like the, the, the way that Dak kept answering, boom, we're going to answer. We're going to answer. We're going to answer. We're going to make the throws. We're going to make the plays. I'm going to make the runs. I'm going to make the right reads. I'm going to make the right throws. <laughs> I took sidebar. The one pass he threw to my guy, I was like, no more. Don't, no more. I, said, I actually had composed the tweet to fire off, and I didn't hit send, but I was just like, I'm watching all of this great football, and then you throw it once in single coverage to Gallup, and I'm like, why is he on the field? I said, I said, I said, I said Get him off the field. And what I just he he can't. He doesn't have he's not an NFL player anymore. And it's just but and then somebody asked me about it right after I didn't fire off that tweet and I responded with the opposite of what I was like, I mean, if he's playing a bunch of snaps, at some point man coverage dictates I have to throw to you. But at the same time, I'd be much happier if you never did. But the answer is you just can't play him. He's not playable. Not playable. There's no dog. No dog in him. No dog. There's just no ability anymore. He yeah, can't. But he can't. But that, but that man, like I was, I was, I was thoroughly impressed. I was thoroughly impressed, and and, there, and there's still a ton of room for improvement, both offensively and defensively. I mean, uh, the 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 penalties have to stop, like it has to stop. But just being able to overcome it and just being able to play sometimes the bad offensive line play, but but just just like I just I just love when. And that's what I got in a fight with a little bit with some of the Cowboy fans because I, I I was sounding like I was defending the Philadelphia Eagles, which I'm not, but I was defending football. And I was like, sometimes figuring out a way to win is a good thing. Like, I don't know, but people always want to say whatever. I, I'm, I'm not smart enough. I'll tell you, I went to a public high school and a public university. And there was this whole paper scandal at my school that I wasn't a part of. Okay. But, you know. I'm not smart enough for the analytics, right? And and so I, I don't get all that stuff, but I, I do get wins and losses. And at the end of the day, you count the wins and the losses. And if you can figure out to have one more point than the other team, 
then I'm okay with that. And last night, it wasn't perfect. It, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, I guess it was, in a sense it was complimentary football, right? <laughs> but it wasn't complimentary football. You just got to win. You found a way to win. You made the necessary plays. You made the necessary stops. You did all those things in, in the critical moments. That, to me, that's always going to be impressive to me. It's, it is because it's so difficult. It is so difficult to, to have, you know, to defend Jackson Smith and Jigba and to have two defenses uh, pass breaks up by uh, 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 by um, Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis. Yeah. It's tough to say, hey, go over there and play DK Metcalf who's balling. That's tough and make a stop. It's tough for Deron Bland. You have been getting worked all day long, but you still keep your head in the game and make an interception. And even though the Cowboys didn't score in that possession, it stopped, it stopped Seattle from scoring on that possession. It's so tough when you're like Micah and you're just saying like, I, I'm, I'm doing everything that I can and I still can't get to the quarterback. I still can't bring him down. Oh, but on the fourth down, he decided for whatever reason not to block me. And I go and make a play on the quarterback. Like that part of the game is just, it's, 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 you got to keep pushing and, 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 and working for the breakthrough. And, and when you do it right and you do it consistently enough, I, it's not luck. It's when, it's when preparation beats opportunities when you have success. And you saw that last night from the Cowboys. Did you, did any part of you feel like it was going to be the most Cowboy game of all time? A little bit. When Deron Bland made the pick. And you go, oh, okay, so the guy who they said just set a record for this season, no corner has allowed as many yards as he hit, just did in a half. No one ever this year anyway. And then he gets a pick. And now it's like, hell yes, turning point. And then CeeDee Lamb drops just a fourth and two gimme. Yeah. And you go, oh, okay. That's what we're going to do today. Yeah. And that's when I was just like, okay, Cowboy fan, if y'all win this, Every one of you hating sons of biscuits needs to build a Dak Prescott shrine. Because when I tell you they ain't playing no damn defense, they can't run the ball. And now the number one wide receiver is giving away a possession. Like, if you win this one, I want to see a shrine at the hater houses with a little four on it. There's a little four on it. But you and, I, you and I disagree. You and I disagree via the app. Via, via oh, you're talking about uh, the decision to throw the ball on third down? Yeah. Yeah, we disagreed on that one. Or are you talking about something else? No, I'm talking about that one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, and I don't, actually, I don't know. Because, like, people, the weird part is that people just say, analytics say, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I don't have analytics.com pulled up. So, uh, I am a firm believer in, especially if you've got a three-point lead and. So, re let's recap the situation. Okay. Right? It's, it's, it's fourth down, it's fourth quarter. Yeah. It's about a minute and 40-ish left. And at that point, they had run it twice to get to third and three correct and they're, they're about to run range. another play they're in field goal range yes they're about to run another play now you wanted I, to run the ball get it down to just under a minute or around a minute kick a field goal go up six tony pollard at that point in time was you know getting 3.5 yards of carry 3.2 yards of carry whatever it was right i want to run it there if i don't get it there run the clock down and i make a decision now I, and I'm okay with you going in on fourth and one or fourth and inches. But a pass, to me, it stops the clock. And, 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 if, and if you weren't going to attempt it, like, you know, like, I just didn't understand. 
I'm not saying not to go for it. I'm saying not to go for it with the with the yellow pass. Like no, okay. So there's I would say there's two different things in my brain. Is one is the play call, and two is what you did after the ball was snapped. I don't like what Dak did after the ball was snapped. Um I when it was first and ten, I said they're gonna go run, 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 field goal, aren't they? And in my brain, that was a negative. Like we're gonna take their timeouts away. We're going to intentionally just keep running and running as far down as we can. We're going to kick a field goal, and then a touchdown would still beat us, and they're going to have a minute left. I'm a firm believer in, no, you don't get the ball. This game is over, and we're going to end this game, and you're not going to see the ball, and that's how we're going to end this game. And so on third and three, when you've been kicking their ass on offense all night, I love passing. I hate throw or I hate running. And, well, let me rephrase. I don't hate getting to a minute left with a six-point lead, I don't hate it. I would say, okay, I understand, but you can't beat me if you don't touch the football. Yeah. So I like not trying to not let them touch the football. What I didn't like is that Dak threw it as a half halfway throwaway. Uh, I would have told my quarterback in his headset, hey, we're going to try to end the game right here. If you don't have a guaranteed completion, step forward and lay down. Keep the clock running, and we'll kick the field goal. So I don't like that he threw a low completion percentage attempt. I don't like that. But third and three, minute 40, they have no timeouts. I don't want you to run a play that they're going to be stacking up on to say, no, you're not. But they, I mean, they had gotten seven yards on their two carries. Maybe they could have ran it and actually gotten a first down into the game. So like, I'm not dug in on that one, but I it appeals to me to say the highest percentage chance to win this game is getting a first down. Uh-huh. And you don't get to see this ball. So I'm not going to mash into the line of scrimmage, kick a field goal, and then see what you do on offense. I'm going to end the game. I like that. I don't like that Dak threw it to a, eh, I don't which means he didn't like anything else and didn't think anything was open. But I would have gone, I don't like it, I don't like it, lay down. Clock, kick. But whatever, nobody's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it was a combination of when you went for, like it was like, like, it was like some weird things that Mike would do. Like Mike was having some, he was having some glitchy moments in this game. And, and like, <laughs> he was having some glitchy moments in this game. And that's another reason why I gave that credit. I was like, because sometimes when you're OC, slash head coach have glitch, glitchy, glitchy moments and you have to kind of work through that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I just didn't, I mean, I'd rather you throw the, I'd rather you throw a smoke, uh, uh, um, you know, a, a smoke route, right? Just throw a route to TD Lamb and just let him run forward and see if he can't bowl the guy over and get three yards. It keeps the clock going. It's a, it's a completion and you give yourself a chance at the first down. Like I just didn't like that particular play claw. Uh, I didn't like the way it was executed. I thought, I thought you, 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 one put the ball in this kind of a, a, a pass like that when he's not like he's, he, CD is a elite receiver. He's not a great, like, red zone moss type receiver. Like, I don't, I don't look at him like that. Like, yeah. I think they were running like one of the mesh plays where it's like they're crossing and they're like, oh, they covered it. And he went, oh, single coverage was my best guy, I guess. Ugh. Like, I don't think it was a, I think I'm going to score. I think it was a, ah, this play didn't work. I mean that that was just I, and and again, yeah we'll see. But 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 it's in those moments I was just like ah come on let's be better let's be better with our with our clock management there. I'd like to shout out Mike McCarthy taking the delay of game also. 
when they went to second and seven or whatever, second and goal from whatever it was, instead of calling a timeout when they had a delay game, my initial reaction is always, why the hell are you taking a delay of game down here by the goal line? But my secondary thought was, but thank God you didn't burn a timeout just to keep it at second and two because you don't know how games are going to end tight in the fourth quarter. Timeouts are more important than five-year penalties. Well, he tried to get a timeout. Well, they thank God he didn't then. They didn't give it to him. Thank God they didn't give it to him. And, uh, now I can pretend he made it. He may had a good idea. <laughs> don't don't your timeouts when you have three and a half in a close game in the fourth quarter are worth more than five yards. Stop calling timeouts to try to dodge a delay a game, for God's sake. Okay, so you tell me if he tried, then Mike, you're stupid, and I'm glad that you were too slow. So let me let me ask you this question: what 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 does a game like this mean for a kid like Deron Bland, who has been? I mean, the, the position is tough, right? Like cornerback is tough. Uh, I don't actually. I think that is determined this week. I don't think that was, that is determined after the game. Like he responded in the way that he has to, going from half to half. And like he made a play in the second half to bounce back from it, but I, I don't know. I mean, NFL like NFL cornerback is hard as hell. It is so hard. So the idea that you're just gonna have a pick six every week and we're gonna win by thirty and everybody's gonna be like Deron Bland, all pro, he's the best. Like that's it's not gonna happen. And eventually you're gonna get baptized, and he did. Um, so I don't like. I think we find out over the next week, the next four weeks did that affect him in any way it doesn't look like it considering he came out in the half and was like watch me jump the hell out of this route and get a pick uh i would imagine it doesn't affect him the only thing is is that maybe because we don't watch like people aren't watching the individual cornerback on every play and so when you have a bunch of pick six as much like trayvon diggs we have a bunch of picks everybody's like man he's the best and like deron bland was never the best mm-hmm. Deron Bland was a guy that's playing good football and was making really opportune plays that are scoring points, which is freaking awesome. But don't get too carried away. Like it's not like he was Jalen Ramsey in his in his prime. It's not like he was, I don't know, name your best cornerback in the NFL currently, Sertan or Sauce. He's a nice player. It's an NFL starter that's making some really awesome plays, but he wasn't ever that dude. Does this take him out of the defensive player of the year running? Does that performance take him out of it? What does defensive player of the year mean to the voters? Because, like, I need to know in terms of winning a football game, I would imagine a pick six is worth three or four sacks. So if he has, was it five pick sixes? Mm-hmm. So five pick sixes, and I would guess a sack is or a, a pick six is worth at least for my win probability of a game. It's worth at least three sacks, maybe four. So he's got fifteen or twenty sacks there. That's how I do it. I do math on it okay. because I don't know. Like, are you saying defensive player of the year goes to the guy that before a game starts you go, that's the best player on the field? Because if so, I don't think that's Deron Bland. But if you say, I want to give this award to the guy that this year in the NFL helped his team win the most and plays defense, then I think currently it might be Deron Bland. I don't know. What are we voting on? Like Michael Parsons is a better defensive football player than Deron Bland. 
But if I turn it into a math equation, I bet you Deron Bland, ooh, that's tough, has, is more responsible for points being kept off the board for them and scored for me because touchdowns are awesome on defense. I don't know. Yeah, and I think sometimes we, we confuse, like, best player and, and, and I guess, impact. Because we're always going to say that Michael Parsons is the best player. Yeah. And probably have a better career. But we're talking about a moment, right? We're talking about a, 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 a block of a moment of a season. Yeah. And, and who had some of the most impactful moments in that season for their team. And right now, it is Deron Bland for the Cowboys. It, it is. And, and, then you, and then you attach the historical part to it, right? You, you attach the – you. You attach the fact that no one ever, ever, in all of the football years that has been footballed, has ever had five pick sixes. And with the potential to maybe add another one, maybe? That would be such a fun argument in the room because somebody it's somebody's job then to stand up and go, right, in the week after he had the fifth one, Geno Smith and Pete Carroll, who doesn't even like throwing a forward pass, showed up and went, that's our target. Yeah. I mean, but, but that's we, the mark. And right, you're like, everybody, we can go, we can go back and go, yeah. And, and Micah didn't show up on the stat scene against Tommy DeVito and the New York football giants. And TJ Watt had a game where he didn't, and Miles Gap, you know what I'm saying? So you can always have those, you know, those back and forth moments because every single game isn't going to be this, super duper pat statting game but no one's ever going to show up to play the cowboys and say you know what we're going to do we're going to single block micah parsons they decided not i'm not scared <laughs> they decided don't block him at all <laughs> the most critical play of the game well the running back we're going to try to get through there and the running back never got through the trash and never got to the flat where he was supposed to be and so micah got to the quarterback in 1.4 seconds which is whoops. insane whoops um, yeah, so anyway, hey, Cowboys win. This is Believe in the Dallas Cowboys, brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. He's Jesse Holly. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. Thanks for hanging out with us. Remember, you have no idea what anyone's going through. Be cool to everyone. We love you. Be easy. Eliminate the contingencies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.